Hi there and welcome along to the fifth row of the 12 rows of Christmas. Now don't worry if you're just coming in on day five. You don't have to have done the first four and you don't have to do the rest of them. You can do them in any order you want. You can just do one. You can do them all. You can do them over 12 days. You can spread them out over longer. It's entirely your choice, okay? As long as you row some of them. It's up to you. Anyway, what we're going to do today is five 10-minute pieces. It doesn't really scan as the five 10-minute pieces, but anyway, that's what we're doing. Five 10-minute pieces with 90 seconds rest in between. And we're going to do them at 18, then 22, then 18, then 22, and then 18 strokes per minute. And our pace is going to be 2K plus 20 and 2K plus 15 as we go between those 18 and 22s, okay? Now, there's a lot to talk about. Um, well, it's not really a lot to talk about, but uh, because we've got quite a lot of rowing to do together today I'm going to leave all my most of my chat within the row so we're just going to get straight into the warm-up okay and it's a four minute warm-up as always now start off by setting up your machine on the concept two that means going to the drag factor and setting that where you want it to be if you don't know anything about drag factor then please check out the video I have on this YouTube channel if you're not on a concept two then please just set it to a point where you get a good resistance good kind of weight from the the stroke but not so much that you have to heave against it next up go to your monitor and if you're able to set it at eye heights you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down and finally if you can adjust the height of your foot plates then please set them to a point when you can come to the front of the machine comfortably with your shins pointing vertically okay too high you might not quite get there too low you might go scooting straight past which can cause hyperextension and possible injury if not a power leak okay now like i said it's four minute warm-up and we're going to do this at 18 strokes a minute and the power i want you to start at is just enough of a push from your feet that you can feel the power coming from your feet through your body into your hands and you can work on the connection timing but we'll talk about that as we start okay so here we go then in three two one let's go so you may have heard me say several times or maybe this is your first time hearing me say that you get the power into the rowing machine from your legs okay so you push your feet into the machine effectively pushing the machine away from you although you're sitting down so you're going backwards but this is the best way to think about it but in order to get that power from your feet into the handle effectively you want to get the timing right so that as you push with your feet that's when your hands connect the handle to the machine to whatever makes your machine go so in my instance, that's a flywheel. You might be on a water rowing machine or a magnetic machine or who knows, but the principle's the same. Push with the legs at the same time your hands connect. Now, as you're working on that timing, just start to increase your pace closer to runabout 2k plus 20 and if you don't know what I'm on about with this whole 2k pace thing then it's based around rowing a 2000 meter row as fast as you can and then you divide the result by four so if you rowed it in eight minutes divide that by four that gives you two minutes that's your average time to cover 500 meters in that row and that's your 2k training pace so when i say 2k plus 20 you would row at 2 minutes 20 seconds per 500 meters right 
put one foot in the ground. Squeezed that one in today, didn't I? Woof. <laughs> right. I didn't say continue rowing with just one leg strapped in. I'm kind of hoping that you got that. But if you're just sitting there with one foot in the ground right now, make sure and row. <laughs> we take two more with this leg and then we'll swap legs and continue rowing with your other one. It's always interesting to see if there's a considerable difference in pace. Yes, I am rowing. Thank you, watch. Between one leg and the other. Two or three seconds is maybe okay, but if you're like 10 seconds different pace between legs, then something's strange about your muscle imbalance there. Our last stroke here, put both legs in, legs nice and straight, and roll with your back and arms. Okay, so you're just swinging backwards and forwards over your hips, kind of tilting forwards and back like a pendulum. You're not collapsing and rounding your lower back to do this, okay? And you pick up the weight of the flywheel with your back first, and then you pull in your arms. Then arms out, tilt forwards. It's really important that for your stroke. Okay, let's roll to the front of the machine with arms straight and a forward tilt. And just push out from the front, not too forcefully. So I want you to just concentrate on holding your position as you push out from the front. And if you push too hard, you go flying off the back. Well, not flying off the back, but you'll kind of recoil into it. I just want you to think about holding this position, that feel for driving out with straight arms. Let's just do one more, even though we're at zero. There we go. That's a four minute warm up done. Because today is quite a kind of, uh, starts off at those 18 strokes a minute. It's, you don't need to be super warm, but hopefully you're going to be nice enough and warm, ready for the start of it. So keep on moving up and down the rail, have a quick drink, and then I'll explain one more time what it is we're doing today. Okay, once again then what we're doing is five 10 minute intervals with 90 seconds rest in between. And we're going to go between 18 and 22 strokes per minute as we go through these. So 18, 22, 18, 22, 18. And your pace is going to be 2k plus 20 for the 18 strokes a minute and 2k plus 15 for the 22 strokes a minute. But those 90 seconds rest in between are going to be what allow you to do all of this, okay? So, I mean, duration-wise, because we're going to be rowing for a total of 50 minutes, this is what's going to kind of push this into kind of that kind of mid-intensity. It's certainly not going to be a, a bottom low-intensity workout. It's certainly not going to be a max-intensity workout. It's going to be somewhere in between. So depending on your fitness levels, it's going to be just how intense this row is going to feel for you, okay? But it's going to be a good one. It's going to be an enjoyable one. It is, trust me. <laughs> okay, so we're starting off at 18 strokes a minute and at 2K plus 20 pace. You ready for this? Good. Let's go then in three, two, one, and we're off. Now, 18 strokes a minute. I know that some people find just that little bit awkward because it's so slow. Especially if you're used to rowing at higher rates. If you're like the kind of person that naturally just climbs on and rows at like 26, 28 strokes a minute and you don't really do much of this low rate stuff. Then I completely understand that you might find it just a little bit awkward 
but don't worry about it. It's important in terms of your development to kind of build up your core fitness. And it's also important when it comes to just working on your technique. But really, it just comes down to flow and rhythm. So if you find it is uncomfortable, it's just because you're not used to rowing at this rate. And maybe you haven't spent time working on or thinking about the flow and rhythm that your stroke needs in order to be able to row at this low rate. And the rhythm is kind of probably the key here, depending on how you're approaching this kind of row. And that's because you really want to look at the ratio of how you're rowing. And that's a, a two to one of speed. So your dry phase is twice as fast as your recovery phase. So you come into the front, you push out nice and powerfully, but then you take twice as long to recover. So if you're used to rowing at higher rates and you're really just racing up and down the rail in almost a, like a one-to-one -one ratio, then if that's what you're used to, then suddenly slowing down to 18 makes perfect sense that you're uncomfortable. But if you can take time to slow down your recovery, so effectively your drive is still nice and powerful. It's your recovery that you use to slow the rate down. And then it comes down to the flow and rhythm of how you get through the different phases of the stroke as well. And by phases, I mean, I don't know quite why I shouted the word phases just then, but hey, by phases, I mean the catch, which is right at the front before you start the drive. Okay, so the catch, drive, then you get the finish, just as you pull the handle in and you finish putting all the power into the machine. Then there's the release, which is when you move the handle away from your body again. And then there's the recovery, which is when you roll back into the front of the machine again to the catch, ready for the drive again. And the important thing is that although it goes catch, drive, finish, release, recover, 
I'm amazed I managed to get all that out in the water. <laughs> um, usually I fluff one of them. Although it's those individual elements, they all flow into each other. You're not going boom, 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 boom in this real jagged motion from piece to piece. Everything feeds into the next one. It should be fluid and flowing. The only time really that you're ever stopped is like a 20th of a second at the front as you go from rolling forwards to pushing out with your legs again. And even then you want to keep that turnaround as quick as possible. So the drive leads in to the finish naturally. The drive is when you push with the legs and then swing over your back and then pull in your arms at the back of the stroke. You don't pull from the front, you pull at the back. And then the finish instantly becomes the release. So you pull the handle into your chest, but then you instantly send it straight back out again at the same rhythm you pulled it in at, or same speed. So it goes, vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom. It's not a lightsaber, as much as I may make those noises. Vroom, vroom. It's just a handle on your rowing machine. But the point is, you pull in, and then you send it out at the same pace. And then that release of the handle triggers the tilt back forwards of your back. So the handle forwards and the tilt forwards are the release. And then once the handle is past your knees, you should be back into that forward lean into the front of the machine to around about a one o'clock position. And then you bend your knees to slide into the front of the machine, into the catch again, ready for the next stroke. But everything happens fluidly, especially the release into that knee bend recovery. So it just goes arms back knees, arms back knees, because the momentum of your arms away is what causes that forward tilt. And then the momentum of the forward tilt then sends your body weight onto the front of the seat 
your center of gravity is now moving forwards so that when you bend your knees you, they're not even pulling you forwards all your momentum's going forwards anyway but it's the slowing down and the precision over the handle back knees that helps you to slow down the recovery phase of your stroke and therefore hit that two to one ratio of drive to recovery without stopping dead because you'll notice I'm not stopping and then racing to the front okay this is not the ideal way to row only for the fact that I'm, <laughs> I'm exhausted <laughs> from doing that for those on the podcast I was stopping at the back of the stroke and then racing forwards to the front of the machine it's all about fluid rows last stroke here there we go can you believe I spoke about that for 10 minutes <sighs> I do love the sound of my own voice don't I <laughs> no just trying to keep you company I mean somebody posted something on one of the YouTube videos just kind of saying thank you for talking the whole way through it's much better to connect to a voice that's kind of giving tips and technique and stuff than it is to just have some bland background library music which I kind of hope is true that said you can load up your own <laughs> your own separate unit to get some own your own bland background music that's kind of why I, I just talk and don't have music on it. I mean, so if you want to play Dead Mouse or ZZ Top or, oh, I don't know, anyone in the background, you can just load up another tab on the computer and play that in the background or have a different device playing it and you can watch me. Who knows? Have a drink. I'm going into the next one in just 30 seconds. So make sure you're comfortable. Maybe have a slight reseat of your seat where you just lift your your sit bones off your glutes for a second ease the pressure on them okay we've got 15 seconds to go so get yourselves back into the straps oh, 10 seconds pick up your handle make sure you're nice and comfortable get into that good starting forward tilt five four three two one let's go so remember this is 22 strokes a minute now and 2k plus 5 pace oh sorry 15 <laughs> yeah that'd be a bit of a shock you're there going what the you sprung that one on us no 15 sorry so I'm aiming for bang on 2 minutes per 500 meters for this as being the last 2k I did was bang on seven minutes. So my average 500 meter pace for my 2k right now is 145. So adding 15 seconds to that means I'm rowing these at two minutes. 
pace. I can only apologize for that error in the pace guide. It would completely change <laughs> the intensity of this workout today if we were doing the 10 minutes of 22s at 2k plus 5. Trust me. <laughs> like I said, I mean, the intensity that we're doing these 10 minute intervals at it's probably going to be around about 5, 6 out of 10. This is probably going to feel like 6 out of 10 on a perceived effort scale. Sorry, I missed out the word scale there. But although it is pace-wise quite low, like I said, because we're rowing for 50 minutes in total today for the main session. It does kind of break out of the bottom low intensity workout for most people. It'll start to just creep into that mid zone where you do start to feel just that little bit rounded off the edges. It's not going to be quite like a six times five minutes at 2k plus five, where you do really need to embrace the discomfort in order to continue. It's not going to be like that, but it's certainly not going to be a bottom top end of bottom intensity or the lower end of a mid intensity but 50 minutes is a lot to get in your legs even with the 90 second rest so I mean I'd expect over the course of today's row what's that five times say about hang on try to do maths give me a sec 13 by the time you factor in warm up and cool down I figure I'll probably be about 13 and a half K today for me because it should be these 22s if I do them at bang on two minutes per 500 meter pace then that's two and a half K for each of these and then not that far off it for the 318s and then around 13 1400 meters for the warm up and cool down so it's quite a lot of meters to get in very handy as being still in the middle of the winter concept 2 challenge or the holiday challenge that's what they call it 
So it's a good way to munch away at some meters for that. Uh. All right, so we're past the halfway point on this interval. So it's worthwhile. I didn't really explain the right position to be in at the catch. I kind of spoke about having your arms straight and a forward lean on the recovery, but didn't really say why. So I might as well do that now before time goes on too much. But in the warm-up, when I was saying how the power comes from your legs and you want to get it connected to the handle at the same time, the other thing is that you have to be in the right body position to get that power into the machine as you push your feet into the foot plates. And that position in a global overlook is straight arms. You are tilted over your hips, leaning into the front of the machine to run about one o'clock on the clock face. And from a posture point of view, you're up on your sit bones, nice and powerful. So you don't want to have a rounded upper or lower back as you come into the front of the machine. So if you have straight arms, forward tilt, and a good posture, and your seat slide takes you just as far enough for your shins to point to a vertical position, then when it's time to put the power into the machine, and you get the timing right between your feet and your hands, then the power should flow up through your posterior chain of your body into your arms and into the handle. And then the trick is to hold your arms straight and that forward tilt until your legs are halfway through the leg drive and only then do you swing your upper body from that forward lean to a 11 o'clock layback at the back of the stroke and then only after you start that swing do you finally bend your elbows 
and pull the handle to a finish. So you do not pull from the front of the machine. As you drive, that forward lean and straight arms should mean that you just hang off the handle like you were hanging from a pull-up bar. So the power just surges until the back of the stroke when your legs are pretty much done and then you add in your arms for a strong finish instead of weakening it, weakening it by pulling from the front. All right, we're almost done. <clears throat> one more. What do you think we'll get one more in? I'm gonna. There we go. Oh, I was four meters shy of two and a half kilometers for that one. So I was obviously slightly off pace. 0.2 according to our zone. So I rode that at two minutes and two tenths. Naughty John. Have a drink. So yeah, just to quickly explain, if you were to jump up onto a pull-up bar and just hang from it, okay? You're not pulling yourself up with your arms. I've got a standalone video about this, which you can watch, but you're not like holding on going, I'm just hold, you just, you hang. Off. The reason I'm not putting my hands up in the air is I'll go out the top of the screen. I don't wanna, there's no point in that if you only see my wrists. So yes, you just hang, you don't bend your arms. You don't fight against your weight. And that's what you're doing the rowing stroke as you hang off it. Then only at the back do you pull in. Okay, we have 20 seconds to go until interval three. This is flying by today. Make sure and wiggle your backside, ease up the pressure from your sit bones on your glutes. 10 seconds to go, pick up your handle. Oh, make sure you're in a good starting position. And then when three, two, one, we go. So back down to 18s. And this will feel like a walk in the park. In fact, the first three or four strokes, you might find that you're blowing your stroke rate a bit because your body is used to rowing at 22 now. But hopefully by now, you're locked back into 18s. Remember, you can watch me on the video and that might help with the ratio thing as well. If you try and match my drive speed to my recovery and then look at how I, I keep on moving through the stroke and don't stop. Podcast folks, I'm afraid. You just get to listen to my flywheel and my dulcet tones. <laughs> eh, there's not that many Scottish people rowing and talking at the same time. Don't know how often Cameron Buchan makes roll-alongs like this where he talks at the same time but he's the only other Scott that I know that makes rowing videos and 
that's where the similarities between the two of us end because he is so much bigger, badder, better, stronger than I am. But, like I say, I don't know if he keeps you company by talking during his videos. Now I have to admit, I don't really watch the competition <laughs> purely out of... <laughs> I know this is a very <laughs> petty thing, but I don't want to give them an extra view. It's where the YouTube algorithm kicks in. The more views a video gets, and the more likes a video gets, and to an extent the more comments, the more YouTube will think it's a popular video and display it to other people. Which I suppose is probably why all the other channels I don't mean just rowing, but all channels constantly tell you to subscribe to my channel and bop the like button and leave me a comment all that kind of stuff which I mean, from time to time I'll remember to do that at the end of a video but, you know what? I want to waste your time with my own particular brand of chat not waste your time with a whole marketing YouTube thing I'm sure you'd much rather hear that I'm having sausage pasta for dinner tonight than hear me talk about the importance of joining my crew or paying for merchandise or whatever I mean, the option's there to hit the like button and subscribe you can go to my shop and buy a t-shirt by all means but to be honest I'm just about keeping you company as though I was sitting next to you I'm just your buddy that you roll along with <laughs> who can't stop talking but because I'm talking the whole time you don't need to talk you can just concentrate on your own workout and you know what? I'm happy with this I don't have the numbers that my two big competitors have or even Cameron Buchan but uh, I kind of figure that everyone that watches wants to watch and keeps on coming back that you're not really a transient viewer who just come and goes we're friends just a very one-sided friendship the truth is I mean to be honest I'm talking about this today because I was messaging one of the viewers today David about kind of this very thing just the fact that I don't really want to 
really hammer this and start to annoy you all by turning this into a money marketing thing because I love making these I love that it helps a lot of people I love that I'm able to connect with so many new friends around the world well, virtual friends friends in the cloud and all the while it's by doing something I love and by doing something I would have been doing anyway so pretty much all the sessions I make for you are sessions I would be doing even if the camera wasn't rolling but because the camera's rolling I keep coming back and making them and because people watch them I keep coming back and making them so you're helping me to have the motivation to do things like 30 days straight of 30 minute workouts or this 12 days straight for Christmas so I think it'd be rather rude I think you'll agree if I start to charge you I'd be like I don't know you charging a PT for the pleasure of training you I think that works doesn't it yeah so that's why I just want to help folks and while I can make these and enjoy them I'll keep on making them and enjoying them it does help of course that my day job is making TV programs in case you didn't know I'm a my day job is as an editor so I just sit at a computer and edit together footage to make TV programs so because that's what I do I find the actual post-production side of these interesting and easy Lord knows that if that wasn't my skill set there's absolutely no way I would be churning out quite as many of these videos that I do so it's a a good triptych really of the fact that my skill set for my day job comes together with something that I love doing and that having done it for the past few years I've learned how to talk to you and roll at the same time I've still not learned to keep it on point <laughs> and talk about stuff that you care about but like I said before these 18 strokes a minute intervals are really just about getting into the rhythm and flow and then holding it there 
and doing so without getting bored. And I kind of hope my meanderings, if you find me vaguely amusing, <laughs> here's hoping, just keep you from, just distract you from being bored and you get a good old workout. Okay, one more stroke. Because trust me, for me anyway, that 10 minutes just went vroom. Almost like the vroom vroom of the handle. I really should get, I should, if I had time, then I'd turn the handle into a lightsaber during that section of the video. But I don't have time. That's a little bit more complicated, so. Um, in terms of getting these into the edit suite, turning them around and getting them online, it's maybe, well, do a lot of stuff in the background, but it probably takes about two hours from start to finish. If I start adding in lightsabers, that's gonna make up to three hours and then I might not be able to post it on time. But there's no point doing 12 days of, 12, 12 rows of Christmas if I don't get them up in the 12 days. Don't worry, I'll talk technique a bit in the next one. But sausage pasta, I'm really looking forward to. Oh, a nice creamy sauce with some whole grain mustard in the creamy sauce, some fusilli. I can't remember what else. Smoked paprika, that's what it is. So Philadelphia sausages, whole grain mustard, and some smoked paprika, paprika, and some onions. 10 seconds to go to make the sauce, and then some pasta. Yummy. Okay, five seconds to go, and then it's 22s again. Three, two, one, go. <clears throat> now remember, 2K plus 15. Haha, <laughs> got it right this time. Now to get that power up, I know it's only five seconds difference, and four strokes per minute difference, but to get there, both the pace and the stroke rate up. It's just about pushing a little bit harder with your legs. So when you push a little bit harder with the legs, your drive speed should be just that little bit faster than it was at 18s. And because at these low rates, you roll with that two to one ratio because your drive speed is faster. So is your recovery. And that is how your stroke rate increases. And then also that increase in power and the increase in stroke rate combines to result in a pace increase as well. And yes, you can push harder with the legs to really increase the pace. So if I was to really push with my legs here, but I'm gonna do it, I'll keep it 22s, let's see. So I'm still at 22. One more. So I got to 146 
just then. Which is 2k plus one for me. So I can increase pace just by keeping the same stroke rate and adding more power to my leg drive. But then what happened there was my drive speed was a lot faster compared to my recovery. So that was more like a three to one where my drive speed was three times faster than my recovery. Do you know what I mean here? And so that's the two ways to think about increasing your pace is increasing your stroke rate, which, well, if you want to keep the same ratio, increasing rate involves an increase of your leg drive anyway, but then you can hold your stroke rate and just push harder. This really makes a huge difference if you're rowing something like a 5k or a 10k or 30 minute piece or something where you may start off around about 26 strokes per minute and you'll row like the first two thirds of your race or session at say 26 strokes a minute and 2k plus 10 pace just as a ballpark but then once you get two thirds of the way through your row you want to start increasing your pace and so the first thing to do is an equal balance of extra power from your legs to then increase your stroke rate so you go from 26 and 2k plus 10 to something like 28 strokes a minute and 2k plus 7 or 8 but then rather than continuing that way what you do is you hold 28 strokes a minute but push more power from the legs maybe go up to 28 strokes a minute but 2k plus 5 Ooh. then you basically just do that leapfrogging until the finish so then you increase to 30 strokes a minute 
in a little bit faster pace, maybe 2k plus 2, then increase your pace with just your legs, 30 strokes a minute and 2k, and then rate goes up, pace goes up, then legs go up, pace go up. And eventually what happens is you get to a point where you're kind of all tapped out. You can't push any more or any harder with your legs. And that's when you just increase pace by reducing your ratio. So you're still pushing as hard with the legs but your recovery speed increases in order to increase your stroke rate that's kind of something you do in the last 90 seconds or so when you're just running on fumes and the only way that you know you're going to finish strong or fast at least maybe not strong is by increasing your stroke rate and that's all from trying to keep that fluid flow of a stroke for as long as possible I mean if you look at me in the last 90 seconds of a race as I'm trying to squeeze out every last second from my pace you'll see my technique totally falls apart as I start lunging into the front of the machine in a desperate hope that more chain length will make up for failing muscles I mean if you're in a boat it's different because you have to keep the boat afloat and moving efficiently so no matter how tired you get you can't really just switch your technique to just yanking on the oar whereas on a rowing machine you can get away with it there are more similarities between rowing machines and a boat than there aren't but it is handy to remember that unless you are training on a rowing machine to supplement on the water training but there are some technique things that you can do to go faster on an erg than you can in a boat okay almost there let's see how many strokes we need probably three one more yeah all done there we go
probably as a virtue of those quicker strokes that I took. I got 2,506 that time. So that evens up the four that I lost before. In case you care, my total distance right now is 9,799 for this main session. So, well, by the time you include the warm-up, I've definitely broken 10k for today's total roll-along. Don't worry if you're not anywhere near that. Have a drink. Oh no, wait, wrong, wrong bottle. That's yesterday's bottle. I've said before, comparing to yourself, you're comparing yourself to others, is great from an inspiration point of view, but don't use it for motivation because. Say you look at that and you're like, wow, I can't believe. I mean, it's me, so you won't be saying this, but that I've done 9,800 meters almost. It's great to look at that and go, wow, that's achievable. But if you use that as motivation, the longer it takes for you to match this, the less motivating it becomes. Right, 10 seconds to go until our last interval at 18s. What's he going to talk about this time? <laughs> Three, two, one. Go. I know I've not been. Remember, it's 18 strokes a minute, 2k plus 20 pace. I know I've not been my usual constant technique chat today. But you know, even I will agree that if all you ever heard was me saying, drive from the front, straight arms, forward lean, into that backward lean, make sure and pull your arms in nice and powerfully. It would get a bit boring. Normal service will probably resume tomorrow for the sixth row of the series. But for the time being, I've just realized something. I will be uploading this. So today's a Thursday, but you won't get to see it until Friday and there may be some more loyal viewers who are like hang on it's a Friday why is he having sausage pasta after all Fridays it's spagball Friday but that's why it's because today's a Thursday so what I'm doing is I'm recording these the day before so that I can get them turned around, edited and uploaded for around about 10 o'clock in the morning UK time. Whereas if I was to record this on the same day, I wouldn't be uploading it until about 9 or 10 at night. And so that would make a complete mockery of what I'm trying to do. Now my plan is still to do all 12 of these and then it will end day 12 will be Christmas Eve and then if I can clear it with the family at round about 
11, 12 o'clock Christmas day when all the presents are opened and the kids are just surrounded by chocolate wrappers <laughs> I want to come out and do a half marathon row on Christmas day and I'll do it as a live row and not only stream it to YouTube and Facebook but hopefully as long as I can get the tech right do it as a zoom call too which if anybody wants to join in for they can and if I block out a two-hour window for it then it also means that even if I finish before anyone that's on there I can just hang around watch you row and maybe give you some live feedback while you're rowing let's see we'll see how many people are interested in this as a concept but I'm hoping I could at least do the live to YouTube and Facebook plus it stops me drinking beer <laughs> or too much beer on Christmas Eve because even though I stopped drinking I do intend to still celebrate with a couple of glasses of beer because otherwise what's the point I mean yes health very important as is my plans to remain lightweight and get back into racing for the 2022 season but what's the point in destroying myself and being miserable not that I'm saying I find happiness in, this, <laughs> in the bottom of a glass of beer no glass of Jack Daniels does that <laughs> I'm kidding but you get what I mean so and really listen this goes back to what I was saying in the rest period just then about motivation really what you want to find is what keeps you rowing what brings you back or more importantly what gets you started uh, and I'm going to make a standalone video about this but I'll say it I'll bury it in this one so you have it now but say over the Christmas holidays as much as you try for whatever reason you just fall away from any kind of activity or you're rowing or whatever then it gets to January 
or whenever and you're like I really need to get back into rowing because that's when I was fit and all that stuff but then you start to think about it and you're like oh what would I do what session would I row and you think oh I'll have to go on for 20 minutes and oh it's all hard work and first time back oh lots of sighing lots of demotivating chat but what you do is you only look as far ahead as where your shoes are okay all you need to think about is where are my shoes where's my shorts where's my shirt I meant to say shorts there but it came out wrong shoes shirts shorts where are they and that's as far as you think you get changed and then you just climb on and you start rowing because that motivation to row is strongest right at the very beginning whatever you've seen or thought about that made you want to return to rowing maybe you spoke to someone maybe you saw a photo of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine and thought I want to be in that kind of shape <laughs> not that I'm admitting that that's my motivation but you just let that be the trigger and then you don't look too far forwards just find your shoes, shirt, shorts and climb on and then just start rowing and once you're rowing stick on some music or something get going and you can either just keep going until you stop and that's you've done your first session or once you're moving that's when you start to think right how am I going to do this what's my return going to be but you still don't risk demotivating yourself by starting to think about oh I'm going to have to do a 2k plan and whatever just think about goals what do you want to achieve do you want to lose weight do you want to get faster do you want to get fitter then how do you measure it and say you want to lose 10 kilograms well don't look at it as 10 kilograms look at it as one kilogram every two weeks and then within four months you should have lost your 10k or your 10 kilograms last stroke you might even find you lose it quicker because you're just looking at it in small bits and you're always motivated because you keep on seeing these small bits coming off whereas you only ever look at that goal in the distance you're always thinking oh 10 kilograms I've only lost one I've got nine more to go but if it gets to the end of two weeks and you've lost one and a half kilograms you're like wow I exceeded my goals and it also means that way the natural ebb and flow where your body will plateau for a while 
it means that you don't get too disappointed. So say you did one and a half kilogram loss after two weeks, but strangely only half a kilogram with two weeks gone on because you maybe put on muscle and lost fat, but it's all been in equilibrium of itself, then it's okay because you're still losing weight and you're still within your thing. So that's the motivation. Really what I'm saying is you start at the very beginning, those first two minutes about where's my shirt, where's my shoes, where's my, sh my shorts, and where's my shorts. <laughs> um, and that's all you have to think about. And that gets you onto the machine. Thinking any further forward than that into like what session you're going to be doing that day, you start to then overthink the intensity, what it's going to be like. It's like if I walked into a gym one day and someone said to me, 2K, and I sat down and went, what? And started rolling a 2K. I'm sure I do so much better than when I go to a race and I'm sitting in the hotel room the night before thinking, oh no, tomorrow I've got to do a 2K and oh, it's going to be awful and all that kind of stuff. And it's the same. Okay, it's the same thing. Right, let's get into a two minute cool down. I'm going to do this at 18s again, 18 strokes a minute. And right about that 2K plus 20 pace to start. And then we'll just slow down quite quickly. In three, two, one, let's go. So again, apologies if you were looking for a deep dive in technique today. But I'm kind of erring on the side that more people who are doing today's session will, will have watched previous videos of mine where I do really deep dive technique as opposed to haven't. And also, I'm kind of hoping that I've I kind of put in enough of the overview points about the positions you want to be in, certainly at the catch, those straight arms and then keeping them straight through the leg drive. I mean, in this cool down, it's the best time to practice it because you're not really thinking about pace. I mean, hopefully by now you already have started to slow down your pace, but still holding 18 strokes a minute. So a slightly slower drive speed because you're not putting in as much power, but because you're slowing down, you can really think about that forward lean arm straight and you're not fighting against the machine. Because if you've got your resistance or your drag factor set too high, that could be one of the major causes of people that either grab and pull against the machine because they're fighting against it or the people that swing their back and heave against the weight of the stroke. When you're rowing slowly at 18 strokes a minute, you should, it should be light enough that you can hold those arms straight in the forward lean as you push to a finish. There you go, that's my cool down done. You don't have to stop cooling down. Of course, you can keep going or you can get off the machine and do some stretching. I recommend doing your quads, hip flexors, hamstrings, okay, most importantly. You can add in glutes if you wish. Supine twists for your back if you've got a sensitive back. Do your shoulders, that's a simple one for the shoulders. Um, uh, you can do, so you do this one, Inter interlink, interlinked. Your fingers are gonna push out, that gets forearm down there, as does the praying move as well. Um, you can stretch your biceps and stuff as well if you are an early puller. I will make this video. I've started kind of just collating how I'm gonna make it, what ones I'm gonna talk about, how I'm gonna talk about it. 
and I just want to do a run through with, with my, uh, my lovely wife who does yoga and stuff and who can kind of say, yeah, yeah you've got it or go, mm, that's going to hurt people. Um, cause there's one about fingers that I don't really like that one where you stretch your fingers by pulling them back. And so there's something that I do, but I want to kind of check with Julie and just make sure she's not going to go, no, you're going to end up snapping people's fingers if you do that. So anyway, there we go. I need to be quick. So I have to go back to work. Um, uh, so I will actually have a quicker sign up. Well, that said, it's me. So it's not gonna be quick. Um, I do hope you enjoyed this row. Like I say, duration wise, we're up there because it was 50 minutes worth of rowing in the main session, add on the four and six. So distance wise, um, in fact, I'll give you, I want to give you an actual total. Oh, can, can I? Yeah, I can do it if I go into memory. Sorry, one second caller. Just because I, I spoke about my total, what I was saying, so that's 422, remember that. <laughs> Add 12,202, so that's 12,624. You keeping up? 12,624, 12,624. Oh, crikey, plus 883, so that's what, 30, yeah, right about 13 and a half, <laughs> as, as I said. So yes, yeah, so that's a lot of, that's a good amount of distance to, for me to have done, um, especially as being I've not eaten anything yet. And I'm still within my 16-hour fast, so I am starving, so I'm going to go. So it was a good session. It was definitely great for the uh, fifth row of Christmas, the five 10-minute pieces. Um, so I hope you enjoyed it too. Uh, row six is going to be back to a proper, just solid bottom tier, low intensity row, um, just because today might have kind of worn and whatever, and then we're going to go back into a toughy one after that. So this is how we're going to do the whole series. So I really hope you enjoyed this. I know I said I wasn't going to say this, but if you do want to subscribe, or if you do want to boop the like button, then please do, because it does make a difference to the algorithm, okay? If you, if you subscribe, comment, and like, then YouTube goes, oh, people like this video, and it gets in front of other people. So other people get to... So basically what you're doing is you're sharing the pain <laughs> of having to put up with me is that you're going to go, ha, I don't like the world, share, like, comment. And then everyone gets to see me, and they all go, oh, no, what's he saying? He's, ah. And especially, it's worse if you're strapped into the machine. It's like Stockholm Syndrome. That's what I keep on saying. You can't go anywhere, and I'm still talking, and you're like, ah... Hopefully not. Um, but yeah, there we go. We are done for today. I really hope you enjoyed today's row. I'll see you in another one. Please look after yourself. Stay safe. Be well. Bye-bye.